Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it's talking Ish with your commish. Back for another week. Sorry for the uh, week off. It's going to be like that from here on out, fellas. Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. Today's one of those podcasts. It's like sometimes I do these podcasts where I don't have an agenda. And sometimes they're my best podcasts. Sometimes they're hot, hot garbage. So don't know what you're going to get today, but... Listen, I'm going through some shit right now. Obviously, told you what was going on last podcast. And since that podcast, you know, it's been a a pretty rapid decline for my mom. You know, my mom's like a 5'6", 140 pounds or so on a healthy day. She's down to like 100 pounds. And, you know, throughout this whole thing, like, my mom's been pretty much there. You know, it, and that was like a thing... That was hard to kind of uh, wrap your head around. Like she seemed, she seemed mentally fine, just physically unable to do a whole lot. And now it's kind of gone to a point where like she's in and out of being lucid, and and it's it's largely because you know I mean cancer's all over her body. She's her body's shutting down. So that's just kind of what happens. And this part of it for me has been the hardest part. And I'd be lying if I was going to tell you, hey, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm not. And it's okay to not be okay sometimes, fellas. And uh, for me, the most important thing is that I'm there for my family. And that for me personally, and this is just my coping mechanism, I just like things to feel normal. And these next few days, and, and potentially maybe a week or two, they're going to be rough. So... I appreciate all of you who reached out, um, you know, gave me your well wishes. It means a lot. It really does. And I know that you guys are there for me. And I know that a lot of other people have been. For me, I just want to kind of like go about my day, you know, and feel normal. Feel like I have some control over something. And that's what this podcast is. You know, it's something I can control and fucking hopefully, you know, turn around and make funny eventually here for you guys. <laughs> um you know, one one thing in all of this is like, uh, you know, people, people I think try to reach out to you and they, and they always like the the most common thing you hear is like, oh man, I'm so sorry, I can't imagine. Um, we're here if we need anything, you know, and all of that, you know, it's just it, it means something when people reach out to you. But I feel like it's a it's an awkward exchange, and I'm very awkward in all kinds of emotional situations, like when it comes to like expressing your emotions. Or telling people that you care about them. I'm fucking brutal with that. And when people pay me a compliment, I'm so awkward and uncomfortable. I'm an uncomfortable person in a lot of different situations. Like, I walk around my neighborhood with Jen. And, you know, we walk the baby in the stroller. Or we're walking the dogs. And we, you know, have that kind of chit-chat with your neighbors. You know, when you see your neighbors out and, and about. And I'm always the worst, most uncomfortable person when it comes to small talk. And Jen is so mortified sometimes of those interactions and I'm always good I think for 
you know, making things real uncomfortable. Like, I go back to my house, and I'm like, what did I say to that? Oh, man, why the fuck, why would you say that? And I'll say things like, oh, hey, I'll, like, I'll see a guy, like, working in his yard, and I'll be like, oh, hey, your yard, you're doing a great job, bud, guy. Do you need a rake? Oh, shit, fuck, oh. And, you know, my favorite time for awkwardness is coming up Halloween, where not only do I have to interact with the neighborhood you know, neighbors, the adults, and have awkward small talk, but I have to do it with kids. And if you've ever been around me and children that are not my own, I'm very awkward and uncomfortable. Like, what the fuck do I say to a kid? You guys have met me. I'm like a foul-mouthed alcoholic. What do I have in common with a toddler? No, not much. I'm going to be like, here's your candy, guy, buddy. Yeah, take take a couple, you know? Those kids are so fucking scared the minute I open the door and they see it's me handing out candy. Yeah, not a not a great holiday for me. Or Reggie. You know, Reggie really hates kids. He does not like Halloween. Uh, but Dutch, it's Dutch's holiday. One year we dressed Dutch up like fucking Batman, and he really took that shit to heart. He, he ran all around the yard like he was fucking Batman. It was great. Another thing that's been on my mind. Um, so I'm going back to the office, quote-unquote, on November 1st, Campbell's has decided that we all got to go back to the office. And the, the schedule, they're trying to like act as though they're doing us a favor by allowing us two work-from-home days per week. So there's two main meeting days, Tuesday and Thursday, where you know the company policies that you schedule your important meetings on a Tuesday or a Thursday. The weird thing that they're doing, though, is they're leaving it up to the business units because we're made up of like you know, probably like 50 different business units. Um, they're allowing them one more office day that they can choose. Like, do you want it to be Monday, Wednesday, or Friday? So most people are like, who the fuck wants to come in on Monday? Who the fuck wants to come in on Friday? I guess we'll make it Wednesday. So almost everybody's going to be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, which just seems kind of ridiculous, doesn't it? This work-from-home thing that we've had since COVID started is working, at least for me in my position at my company. I can't speak for everybody, but there's no reason for me to return to an office. I actually did go back because um, I have a girl that started working for me, and I've never met her in person, which is fucking weird to have someone who works for you that you never really met, um, especially in the, like, the kind of role that I do. Like It didn't make sense for me to not meet her in person, so I'm like, I have to meet her before we go back into the office because then... How am I going to, like, fucking make this work? Because from, from my perspective, uh, I'm not going back to the office. So they can suck my fucking dick. I'm going to work my own schedule. So, like, yeah, I'll show up, be a team player the first, like, two, three weeks. But then from there, if I don't have a meeting and I don't actually need to be there for that meeting, I'm not coming. And fire me. That's how I feel. Just, just where I'm at. And what's ridiculous to me is that they don't have their fucking shit figured out with this whole COVID thing. To me, it's like either open the office and let us go back to normal the way we used to do things or don't do it at all. They want to do this thing that's like right in between. They want you to wear masks, which, listen, I'm not an anti-mask guy. I'm not an anti-vax guy. I'm just like over COVID. The whole thing is like, to me, overblown in the first place. The thing's dangerous to people who honestly need to protect themselves. At this point, if you're not doing something to protect yourself and you're from that vulnerable class that's actually going to die from COVID, 
and like you don't get the vaccine, for example, like that's on you. And if you die from COVID, like that's on you. Now you can still get sick, even though you have the vaccine. So, I mean, is it really a vaccine or is it a therapy? So I'd argue this whole idea that, you know, the vaccines are protecting everybody and that we got to wear masks and all this other bullshit. Why? Just go back to normal. Honestly, it's probably better by nature's standards that you let your body fend this thing off and figure out how to combat it naturally rather than intervening with something that's not a preventative like measure. Honestly, it's really not. I mean, it's preventative in the sense that it's not going to allow you to get sick to the point where you die. But it's not preventative in the way that a polio vaccine is. Like pol- That prevents you from getting fucking polio. I mean, do you know anybody with polio? Because I sure as shit don't. You know anyone who got COVID? Yeah, I do. People who got vaccinated who've gotten COVID. So it's it's just like, at this point, if you want to go back to a situation like making people go into an office and, you know, you're, you're going to pretend like we've got to, like, play this game where we wear masks, which we could argue whether or not they're effective at stopping the spread of COVID. Uh, where they're going to implement social distancing things and meeting things where, like, literally in the meeting we have assigned seats that we can't leave and we have to wear a mask. Like, give me a fucking break. Let me go sit at home behind a computer. If you're going to make me do that shit, it's not worth my time to come in. I'm not playing, like, the airport game. Like, have you guys flown through during COVID? Like, it's, like, at the airport, as long as you're eating or drinking, you don't have to wear a mask. So, like, what if I'm just drinking water the whole fucking time? That's basically what I did at the airport. And no one says shit. Because no one really fucking cares. We're all at this point like, oh my god, let me go on with my life. Because unless you're like somebody who's going to die from getting COVID, you don't fucking care about it. And it's not my responsibility to make sure that other people don't die. Listen, I got vaccinated. I fucking, you know, do all the things that they tell me to do. I'm over it. Done. And I, I really do think companies need to understand that most people are miserable working their jobs. And working from home is a nice little reprieve from... The miserable nature of, like, an office environment. I don't know about you. I mean, you know me. Not exactly Mr. People person. I don't enjoy being around a bunch of people that I didn't choose to hang out with. So, if you think about office culture, it's a bunch of, like, people who take shit way too serious. That's not important at all in the grand scheme of life. Like, at my company, we sell fucking soup and crackers and shit. Like, is that shit really, like, you get your rocks off and, like, that's what you want to do for eight hours of your fucking day? Fuck that. I'd rather do that shit for the four hours in the morning that actually, like, matter. And then, you know, you got to do your meetings and bullshit, and that takes out the rest of your day. Do I really need to sit there the rest of that fucking time and waste my fucking time driving back and forth to some building with a bunch of people I don't want to hang out with? Like, we're doing the job. The thing for me is that Business should be emotionless. That's how you do good business. And when you bring emotion into business, that's bad business. You know, so to me, the whole in-person thing, and that's just human emotion. We need to, like, feel like we belong and blah, 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 blah. I'd rather feel like a machine behind a desk at my house that I paid a lot of money to live in. And I pay taxes every fucking day, basically. I mean, the amount of money I pay in taxes to live here in beautiful Mullica Hill. I'd rather be here than in Camden. Camden. That's your draw? Your draw to get us to fucking want to go into the offices. Camden? 
Okay. Right. By the way, before I forget, I watched uh, the first episode of Squid Games. Now, keep in mind, I knew nothing about this fucking show because I didn't want to know. Everybody online is talking about it. There's thousands of memes. I didn't want to know shit about the show. So I watched the first episode and holy fucking shit. Not going to spoil it, but holy fucking shit. I was not expecting that, you know? Like, I didn't have, I had, I was like, oh, it's some goofy, like, Japanese show or they do, like, you know, or Korean, sorry. Sorry to be racist. Uh, it's a goofy Korean show where they, like, fucking, like, do games and stuff. And then, like, holy shit. So that's all I'm going to say. First episode, I was like, wow, this, this got, this got crazy quick. <laughs> so, highly recommend. I mean, I'm only one episode in, but fucking crazy. Anyway, we had a whole fucking two weeks of fantasy football, so we should probably talk about that, huh? Like, there's a lot going on. The league's actually pretty competitive this year. I'm pretty happy with it. So, um, I appreciate you guys checking into the soundboard. We'll get to that later. And then, uh, you know, Zifo, who is our MVP this week, is going to try to get me kicked off of Spotify. So, I can't wait to talk about that. Um, but, gentlemen, uh, we got to get to the matchups. Um, so, let's fucking do that. Uh, we'll start with the week. Uh, you know, the, the, the one we didn't cover so far. So let's go there. Um, by the way, Dave, if you haven't noticed, I'm pretty fucked up. Totally did not follow Sober October, but sorry, dude, my mom's going to die and I'm pretty sad. So I'm going to drink. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, here's the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, matchup. <laughs> All right, let's get right into them. Um, in our first matchup, we had the commission taking on the Wuhan All-Stars. Jake coming off a uh, loss and wanted to really get things going again, and he laid the fucking hammer down on the commission with 150.6 points to 122.7. Then Skittle Scatter taking on my rubbing my chub. Mark renaming his team and uh, not going great so far. Uh, Dave. And a stinker taking down Mark 107 to 100.95. And then King Cuck, following his MVP week, uh, wanted to come back and get another one. And he did. And he took down the horse from Thunder Cunts, the reigning champions, 130.35 to 122.7. And then my DK Hurts in a nail biter against Timmy Tryhard, coming from behind to win the game 144.8 to 144.4 and I got to tell you guys Joe has probably had some of the most dramatic losses in fantasy football history and that's part of the reason he's in the position he's been in historically and you got to feel for Timmy Tryhard but hopefully he can bounce back and then in our game of the week we had the battle of the Zacks fighting for supremacy of the name Zach and now, from here on out, in the podcast, you can't refer to Zach Maron as Zach at any point. So, Maron goes down to the Zach, the true Zach, the King Zach, until they face again and fight again for the name. And maybe that's just a thing we're going to do here on the podcast, but we should do it in real life. I'm trying to encourage it. Uh, 149.75 to 126.1. Zifo takes down SCLSU, my dogs. And with... 150.6 points. Jake is your week three MVP. And he did opt to take the commissioner's challenge. And he got his ass whooped down by the commish. So uh, that's a shame. Real shame for uh, for Jake. With that, we got a whole other week of matchups to cover. So let's get to it right now. 
Alright, in our first matchup, we had a nice battle in the Gen South Division. Two buddies going up against each other. It was the Commish versus Dave Skittle Scatter. Both teams looking for a win. And it was the Commish who uh, came from behind in this one, thought he was dead in the water, going to get paintballed even, and uh, puts up 141 points in the end to the Dave's 112.8. So Commish takes down Dave. In our next matchup, we had uh, an inter. Uh, religious battle between Timmy Tryhard and King Cuck. King Cuck really showing out this season. Timmy Tryhard lost a nail biter in the last week, really trying to rebound. And it was Timmy Tryhard getting the nod over ML 144.735.8. And then in our next matchup, we had the SCLSU Mud Dogs in a battle for the Jude Division taking on Mark. Mark's team really putting up some stinkers in the early going here so far. SCLSU Mud Dugs get back on track with 154.7 points to Mark's 114. And then in our next matchup, we had a Gentile battle with my DK Hurts taking on the Wuhan All-Stars. And it was my DK Hurts making his dick hurt all over the goddamn place. And it was 134.45 points to Jake's 114.05. And then in our game of the week... In the Jew division, we had a battle of former champions taking on the current champion. And it was my butthole Tyreeks putting on a show versus a stinker in my horse, the horse from Thunder Cunts over there. Zifo, 176.2 points, two Steins, 95.75. And with his 176.2 points, Zifo is your MVP and the proud winner. $5 cash money, and he has opted into the Commissioner's Challenge, and why not? His team's right there fighting its way back after a tough week one, tough week two. Uh, I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. I don't fucking know. I know it was a tough week one. Uh, but now he's back on track, MVP, doing zero things, guys, picking up players, really just outmanaging a lot of you. Yeah, I said it. He's out managing. That's what it's about. It's how you win. So let's go over the standings real quick. I'll let you know where we sit. Uh, in the Jew division, sitting at the top is King Cuck at 2-1, tied with the SCLSU Mud Dogs. Uh, both 2-1 teams. Mike separated right now by about 20 points four. So Zach Maron. Oh, we said Zach Maron. He's not Zach Maron. He's just Maron now. Uh, Maron. Uh, you know, uh, really closing the gap, though, there on ML. And then right nipping on their heels comes uh, my butthole Tyreeks, the 2-1 and one record, and a good showing this week, right back in the fray. And then we've got the Horse of Thunder Cunts at 1-2. A uh, little bit of a struggle here early on for the Horse of Thunder Cunts. Can they get back on track and look for that repeat? And then Rub My Chubba might, uh, might be the leader in the paintball contention conversation right now. Is that is that gonna happen, Mark? If anyone's gonna get paintballed and have it go not that bad, it's probably Mark because he's like he works out and like he could be that guy in that video where he's just like flexing and just like getting fucking lit up with like paintballs. That's how you'd have to do it, Mark. Shirtless and just like fucking no fear. That's how I'd want to see you do it. Anyway, we'll switch over to the Gentile division. Uh where my DK Hurts, BJ, leading the Gentile Division at 2-1 with the 2-1 record. 436.25 uh, points. 
uh, puts them right up there in some of the top teams in the league. But it is the Jute division that has the edge over uh, you know our division here right now with uh, the points. And then the Weasel, the Kamish, sits in the number two spot in the Gentile division at two and one. Not a whole lot of points for when you look at the board, but when you look at the commission's team, a lot of injuries. Haven't really started my starting squad yet, and here I sit. So I'm coming for that ace. This might be the first week. Knock on wood. That's not real wood. I'm fucked now. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to finish my sentence. So, uh, yeah. Then we have uh, the Wuhan All-Stars at 1-2. and two. All the rest of the teams in the Gentile Division at 1-2. and two. Wuhan All-Stars followed by Timmy Triard and Skittle Scatter. Um, so those teams are fighting for their life right now because it's all about wins, you know. You got to win games. Gentile Division has had some tough matchups here so far. I really do think, though, that there's some good teams here in the Gentile Division that have yet to show what they're all about. So coming for that as Jew Division. Um, very proud of you guys so far. It's been a good, uh, been a good season. Let's go to IBM Watson. He's gonna tell us. Uh, Tell us all about what he thinks, uh, you know, the standings or the, the, the final season projections are. So, according to IBM Watson, here's your rankings. You've got my DK Hurts, number one, according to IBM Watson, followed by the Kamish. And then in the number three spot, we've got King Cuck. And number four, we've got SCLSU Mud Dogs. And then my butthole Tyreeks, number five. In the sixth spot, we've got Timmy Trahard. So those are your playoff teams thus far, according to IBM Watson, powered by ESPN or some shit and Snickers. And then at our number seven spot, we've got the Wuhan All-Stars. At eight, we've got the Horsham Thundercunts. And then at nine, we've got uh, Skittle Scatter. And then in the paintball spot, according to IBM Watson, which I can cannot confirm is actually who powers this, it might be Snickers, is Rubba My Chubba. Uh, Mark's back. So, Mark, trying to get out of that spot, dude. Not a good spot to be in right now, brother. So, uh, thems is your matchups and your projections according to Snickers. Powered by IBM Watson, maybe? I don't know. Now, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Kalo Rings. Q-A-L-O. It's the silicone ring uh, that you see all those athletes wearing. So, yeah, lots of athletes wear this ring. And you know who else does? Guys whose fingers got too fat for their real wedding rings. So there's a whole market out there for you. Get this shit on Amazon. It's a, basically like a stretchy ring for your fat finger, fat fuck. Uh, put it on, buddy. Because we all know that you got fat over COVID. And that ring's not going to fit anymore. Never going to get that fucker on again until you start working out, fatty. So uh, buy your Kalo ring today. Wasn't blessed by a priest, but some guy in China made it. So that's good for something. At least you got Buddhist protection. Uh, Kalo rings. When your finger gets too fat, go for that. Kalo. The way though. All right, let's go to you guys on the soundboard. The best part of the podcast. Uh, we're gonna start with Dave proposing that the league shake it up. Definitely down to do a trade this year. Anyone want Trey Lance? He's dirty. Kyler Murray 2.0. I'll give him to you for cheap. I want a running back. But tough week for me, Brent. Debo went off, dude. 
Depot. And uh, out of nowhere, you, you made me think I was going to win in the beginning because Mahomes was killing the Eagles. And then, uh, you know, Bernie is like, hey, I'll throw Jared Cook in there on a Monday night. Put up another 15 points or whatever the fuck it was. Jesus. Brent's talking about getting paintballed. He always does that. He always talks like he's a loser. You're not a fucking loser, dude. No, dude, I'm not a loser. But I'm snake bit here in the beginning of the year. A lot of injuries on my squad. So need these guys to bounce back. And then I'm going to lay my big fat cock all over you guys. So I'm coming for that ace. But, uh... I like Dave's proposal for trade. Like, you guys, you want anything on my squad? Take a look. Nobody's off limits. I'm all for things getting a little sh- little shake up here early on. Zifo was looking for a trade. <laughs> he put, uh, put uh, you know, uh, whoever, I can't remember now. I'm fucked up. But he put somebody on the table <laughs> over and over again. Hawkinson, that's who he's looking for. So somebody give, can give him fucking Hawkinson. Thinks does Stein have him? I feel like Stein would have him. Uh, oh, dude, I'm fucked up. Let's go to BJ. Yo, DK Hertz, aka 2021 Dongs winner, checking in. Uh, first off, fuck Ben Simmons. I uh, can't fucking stand that dude. He's already a hate the face for me. Uh, what a pussy, dude. What a fucking pussy this guy is. Oh my god, I can't stand him. But yeah. Fuck Ben Simmons. Um, really liking my squad so far this year. Uh, like my chances. Uh, McCaffrey coming back is is really a big key for me though. If he doesn't stay healthy, then this whole draft was just null and void. You know, first pick, guy goes down. You don't have anybody in the top twenty fucking in your lineup. So, kind of hurts. But uh, yeah, like my squad. Um, Liking the ESPN app so far. Everything's been pretty good. Minus one head, uh, hiccup I had. I meant to uh, put Hertz in. Didn't hit save like a goof. So one one fucking thing about ESPN I don't like is that fucking save button. Anyway, yeah, just throwing that out there. Uh, go Birds, and uh, talk to y'all later. Go Birds. Thanks, PJ, for checking in. Yeah, ESPN app, you know, it's got its it's got its things that are fucking annoying. I agree that save button is button is stupid. Like when you make a swap in your lineup, it should be it should be real time. But hopefully they improve. But ESPN compared to a lot of other apps, I still think it's superior. I actually had that very conversation with the hairdresser at Sports Clips, uh, where I get my hair cut. She knew a lot about fantasy football. She had fucking purple hair and she weighed like 70 pounds she's very very like odd to look at <laughs> anyway um bj squad's a good squad i like bj squad i think you're gonna be uh right there in the running again bj's always right there at the end so uh i don't think this year will be any different maybe this is the year he gets over the hump and ben simmons is a big bitch i'm not a big fan of uh him right now obviously as many of us in the philadelphia area are not the thing for me is that he's a coward. A coward is the only word that comes to mind for me. He ran away from the ire that he deserves. You're a max contract player that contributed nothing in the fourth quarter of several important games in the playoffs. It's not like it was just one. It was like the entire series against Atlanta. Dis-a-fucking-peered. And... It, it hurts all the other players on the court, you know? 
And you can't sit there and, th- and be like, boo-hoo, everybody threw me under the bus. They should. You're getting paid max contract money to do nothing but play defense. Maybe you should look in the mirror and realize that you're accountable for us not fucking getting past Atlanta. It's you. You contribute just a little bit more. You make up for all the other bullshit. Like, the thing is, when you are a superstar in the NBA, you got to be a fucking killer when it comes to big game moments. And he's just not right now. So if I were him, and if I really do think that I'm that dude, I'd want to prove it to all those people who are doubting me right now here in Philadelphia. So prove it, Ben. Come sign back with us. Or you don't not sign. You're fucking already under contract, dickbag. Uh, just come on back. And you know what? The fastest way to shut us all up is to perform. Everybody will have amnesia to that shit if you fucking come out and you just start playing and putting up points. That's all we want. We want courage. We want to see you shoot the fucking ball. I don't even care if you make it. Just show me that you got the fucking cojones to shoot the ball and miss. That's a step in the right direction. Big bitch. Ben Simmons, I agree. Fuck that guy. I want him to come back because I feel like there's just some... There's some story there, you know. Guy comes back from the brink of extinction, leads the team to the fucking finals or some shit. I don't know. Maybe. I'd I'd welcome it is all I'm saying. But if not, fuck him. And when he comes back, I'll be the guy who buy. I'll, I'll pay whatever price I got to pay to be there to boo that motherfucker in person. So vendetta against that fucking cunt if he actually decides to leave. Let's go to Stein. Yo, what's going on? Stein here. Uh, last week fucking sucks. Tyreek Hill is fucking OP. Uh, 50 points is fucking bullshit. And Zach Fox is a douche. And that's all I got to say about that. That's uh, not you got work this week. Tyreek Hill just worked the way the same way that Tyreek Hill worked the Eagles. It's just when you put the guy in your name, sometimes that wins you the game. My butthole Tyreeks. Let's go to my butthole Tyreeks. I'm talking about a sound. What's the sound? Hey, Brent. What's this sound? I know you know it, dude. I know you know it. The greatest motherfucking feeling in the world. Two rings clicking against each other. Love it. Love it. Give me number three. Give me number three. Now. <laughs> One MVP. This guy thinks it's coming. You hear that, Zipo? That's the greatest sound in the world. Two rings. He's right. It's a fun feeling, fellas. I, too, want that elusive third ring. Will, will me or Zifo get it first, or will someone just come and win three fucking straight? Anything could happen. It's fantasy football, baby. That's why it's great. That's why I like that we don't do that dynasty bullshit. Dynasty is like, eh, I, I want to keep people and, like, hold on. It's like It's like old men trying to, like, fix the market, you know? Like the old billionaires that are like, 
paying lobbyists to pass the laws so that no one stops them from melting plastic into the ocean or whatever. Um, you know, that's basically what that shit is. Yeah, we'll keep these players for eternity that I, drew, I like, picked up off the waiver wire. Fuck that. Every year we start from scratch. Like, if you fucked up last year, it's it's all good. You can start over. You can fuck up again this year. Or you can fucking keep going and power on. Get your two rings, fellas. Me and Zifo. You know, champions, dude. It's great. Come on, join the train. Go to Steino. Oh, and for the other guys who are... In the league, who don't know, uh, Margaret and I found out the sex of our baby. It's going to be a boy, so pretty cool. Um, I don't know if we were going to keep it with the same M name theme. Uh, Let me just tell you, boys' names are incredibly hard versus girls' names. Like, Margaret and I already had girls' names picked out. Um, This is very difficult, and... I'd rather build Ikea furniture with her. If you name your kid, and I'm just going to throw this one out there. It's been thrown out there, but I'm just going to throw my weight behind it. If you name your kid Maximus any and anything after that, just mainly I just want Maximus. If you name your kid Maximus Stein, I will show up to your son's first birthday party, and I will literally go and seek out an old-world uh, blacksmith. And have him forge some kind of weapon for your son. And you can give it to him on like his 18th birthday. Or you can just give it to him like when he's four. I don't know. if Whatever you're comfortable with. I'm not going to tell you how to parent. But if you may Maximus, I will get him a legit forged from fucking fire weapon. Because the name would be so badass. That's just what I'm willing to do. To try to convince you that that would be the name that I would choose if I were you. That's my two cents, Dino. Let's go to Jake. Yo, Brent. So, kind of had a realization while I was looking at my fantasy lineups for the first time this week earlier today, and I'm just not that into it anymore. Outside of this league, I've lost it. It's partly because I'm not good, or I'm extremely average. And this year, without paying attention, I've gone from average to terrible. I'm in five leagues to varying degrees of seriousness. Right now, I'm 4-15 and 15 across those five leagues. Yikes. It's fucking brutal, dude. What am I doing? I'm just lighting money on fire and throwing it away. I'm okay doing that for the Founding Farters Fantasy Football League. No questions asked. But, like, what am I doing? What the fuck? A little bit of attention and focus goes a long way. A strategy. So, you're not that far away, bro. Gotta put a bunker down. Focus on this league. Fuck them other fucking leagues. Like, dude, I got a, I got one other league I'm in for work, and it's that's taking money from chumps. It's really fun. It's like six teams, and like they were drafting like fucking like Jalen Rager in like the third round because they had no clue what was going on. And uh, you know, I got like fucking two stud. I can't even remember my team. I don't even need to set my lineup. It's like that. It's that ridiculous. So. I don't know, man. Like, fuck that shit. You don't need other leagues. That's why we try to make it good here. So, anyway, let's go, Zfo, and close this fucker out. Brett, I feel like I've become the villain in this league. Just for paying attention to waiver wire, using my using my fucking free agent money. Like, give me a fucking break, man. 
I'm here to win my third chip. I don't care what anyone fucking says. Stein's making me feel like a dick. I'm spending money. Damian Williams needs to be on my bench. He needs to give the support. Supposedly he's a good teammate. But I just think the uh, the shit I'm getting is unwarranted. Let me know. Zifo. Here's the thing. You don't get that sitting back, doing nothing. You want to run a squad that wins championships? You got to run a fucking squad. I'm right there with you, my brother. Don't let those haters hate. They hate They hate because they ain't, you know? That's what it's about. Winning rings. Slinging ding-a-lings, you know? Anyway. I appreciate y'all's. I really do. Thanks for sticking in there through my drunken ramblings here tonight. Hopefully, uh, you know, we got more uh, something good than dumpster fire. But probably dumpster fire. Um, so, to take us out... Um, Zifo, last time, uh, you know, uh, or no, not last time, but like uh, there was a time, probably like uh, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, I don't know, 2019, I think it was the year, where Zifo picked a song to take us out, and it was a Drake song. And I think I have told the story before on the podcast, but Drake being, I guess, like in cahoots with Sony Music, um, Sony Music came after us on Spotify. They were like, you used a Drake song, and it wasn't licensed. And uh, we're going to take that shit down now, because uh, that's a violation of Spotify. To which I replied, fucking cancel me, you know? So, um, Zifo, unaware of this situation, <laughs> uh, has picked another Drake song to take us out. To which I got very excited, because fuck you, Sony. If you're listening, Salil Gulati, don't think I forgot your name, motherfucker. You won't catch me sleeping. Uh, so I'm going to play a Drake song again, and I challenge you to cancel my fucking Spotify account. Bring it on, motherfucker. I'm going to play this Drake song. I might play it three fucking times straight just to get your attention, Salil. And then uh, when you do end up Ending my Spotify account. I'll remember. And I won't forget. And I'll keep going. In my battle against you. I'll play that fucking Drake song everywhere. I'll play Drake. At every place I go. Unlicensed. Just for shits and grins. Just to see Salil Gulati slap another injunction against the small man. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling and play the fucking song. This has been Talking Ish with your commission. We'll see you fucking next time. No friends in the industry. My brother's been my brother's man. You niggas ain't no kidding me a fact. Well, yeah, you heard about me. Y'all don't know me more than that. Yeah, I know I... Hey, hey, yeah. No friends in the industry, my brothers been my brothers, man, you niggas ain't no kidding me a fact Whoa, I was known for snapping when I chat before the app Stood on everything I said and never took it back Whoa, no friends in the industry, I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies a fact Niggas let to start the beat, don't wanna keep it rap Yeah, you hit us up and now we owe you something back See I was young angel, but these niggas turn me evil. Yeah, I know, I know you, but you really ain't my people. Yeah, I heard some people say they know him as my equal. Truth be told, I son, these niggas, girl, I don't compete with them. Ask 
got the streets with them. Niggas so offensive knowing they don't have no defense. Why they always act like we can face it with a meeting? All that linking up, man, I'ma see it when I see ya. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, brothers, but my brothers, man, you niggas ain't no kidding, that's a fact. Ayy, and I'm like she carry smoke, I'm on and off the track. Ayy, and you love that hoe with me, I put her on the back. You get drizzy on the track, here, put you on the map. Oh, it's like that, hey, yeah, it's like that, ayy. And I got a contract, it's a max, ayy, since I got in contact. She attached when I saw my first deal. That she came through a fax. That should let you know how long I've been out here running laps. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, no friends in the industry. My brothers been my brothers, man. You niggas ain't no kidding me a fact. Whoa, I was known for snapping when I chat before the app. Stood on everything I said and never took it back. Whoa, no friends in the industry. I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies a fact. Niggas let to start the beat, don't wanna keep it rap. Yeah, you hit us up and now we owe you something back. Respect is not giving it earned, God dog it. Hey, what? Then it's shit too dirty, got a yellow tape. And I got a waiting at the telly nigga. We ain't try though how you niggas celebrating already. Issues making something I ain't tolerating. And niggas fuck with me, I give them motivation. In your circle shrink and see some boys escaping. It's rest of them is guilty by association. Hey, what? For debating who to go Then I make the shit about the numbers, all I know Then I make the shit about the summer, all I know Better find you someone else to hit with all that smoke, nigga Yeah, and all them tweets and all them posts Ain't got the type of time to be playing with you folk I had a richer pride to these niggas, that's the joke I'm really down to die behind these verses in my notes Yeah Yeah Yeah, brothers, but my brothers, man, you niggas ain't no kidding. That's a fool. Um, I think you just got, uh, cucked.